Hey friends, it's Amber, aka The Adult and Queen, your host of Sip and Sunday, the podcast. I'm an educator and lifestyle content creator helping millennials and Gen Z navigate adulting because hashtag adulting is ghetto. Sunday is a day of rest and self-care, but what you do on Sunday sets the tone for the rest of your week. Grab your favorite drink and sip with me as we talk about various topics related to adulting. Welcome back to another episode of Sippin' Sunday, the podcast. I'm your host, Amber, aka The Adulting Queen. Today, I'm sipping Black Cherry Poland Spring Sparkling Water. We are at episode 15 of season one, if you can believe it. Five more to go before we close this season out. So let me know how your adulting journey has been since listening to Sippin' Sunday. I love getting the DMs and tags when you're doing something throughout the week that was referenced on the show or just something pops up about adulting and you immediately send it to me. I'm also thinking about having one live Sippin' Sunday online a month because I really am building a little community beyond what I had before and people always are asking me about events or like adult support groups. So I'm saying it to you all out loud so that it actually happens and for you to come and enjoy and start your week off right. It'll be about an hour long, once a month on Zoom. So stay tuned for that. Our Adulting While Black segment this week, where I highlight Black-owned businesses that anybody and everyone can use to help you navigate adulting, is T. Maven, owned by Sherlyn Cooper. Caribbean-born and Brooklyn-raised, Sherlyn wants to bring together culture and holistic health. Her love for tea is ingrained in the Caribbean roots and a desire to heal ourselves naturally with what nature has given us. Sherlyn hopes to not only provide delicious herbal tea blends, but to educate within her community the importance of healing our whole selves and challenging the narrative on what defines our health. You can get 10% off of your first order when you use Sip and Sunday as your code. You can find them on Instagram at underscore tmaven and their website is www.tmaven.com. I'm excited about our guest this week, Adrian, owner of Addie Roar. You may have seen her products in Target or her work on social media. Addie Roar is a Black-owned stationery and gift shop that focuses on positive and representative products for Black women. They strive to bring inclusive and representative art into the practice of gift giving. Adrienne is a multi-talented Black artist focusing on uplifting Black women through her designs and products. She started her creative journey in 2012 while studying at Virginia Commonwealth University, where she created her first company, Art and Ambition Studios. Ten years later, she's the owner of the growing Addie Roar brand, mentor to hundreds of creatives, a Target brand partner owner, and so much more. Let's get into this conversation with Adrian. Welcome, Adrian, to Sip and Sunday, the podcast. I am very excited to have you on. Let our listeners know what you're sipping or what your favorite drink is. I am sipping on some water right now, <laughs> but my favorite drink would be red wine. I don't have a particular mm. brand. I prefer to go to Total Wine, go down the aisle and just pick what draws me in that day okay got it it's so funny to see how um the guest drinks have changed when I did this first in the pandemic as an event everybody's was alcohol I think like one <laughs> or two people it wasn't alcohol and now when I've recorded everybody's like water tea coffee but and then they'll say what their um actual drink is that they like so that is really funny to see how that's changed and yeah, the pandemic that for me I um I went on this stop drinking during a week thing when the pandemic started because like most of us, we were stuck in the house and you yes. can kind of 
start drinking too much. I was like, okay, no drinking on the week anymore. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I definitely feel that. I was one of those people drinking too much in the house. And then when we were in the house for so long, then I was like, okay, we can't keep doing this. In the beginning, it seemed fun, like a little getaway. But then after it was like, okay, we're going to be in the house for much longer than we thought. This will not be sustainable. Yeah. And so a question I've asked all the guests as well is at what age do you feel like you've become an adult if you reach that age already? Um, Last year, which would be 31. <laughs> um, People said like, oh, yeah. People first said it was going to be 21. Then it was going to be 25. Then it's going to be 30, but I think at 31, it's going to be like, okay, I have to grow up now. Like, <laughs> I have to actually start making some real adult decisions. Um, whereas before it was like, I didn't have, well, I will say that I didn't have like anything to worry about more mm -hmm. so like health issues or parents issues or anything like that. It was just like living life, you know, just living, living life. And now it's like, 31 hit and like my parents having health issues and that's like on my mind and we're thinking yeah. about future things um even think about now my future life having kids all that kind of stuff came and now I was like I actually feel like an adult I'm having real adult <laughs> conversations now <laughs> no yes I definitely feel that 31 I think is the oldest anybody said and I think one person said they don't feel they've reached it and they're in their 40s. I love hearing just where different people feel they've become an adult because I don't feel like there is a set age. It definitely is based on your life circumstances and you shouldn't listen to people saying like you should be doing this by now. You should be doing that by now. It varies by everybody and people don't tell people that enough, which is why the adults and queen has become a thing so that people can navigate it on their own terms and on their own pace and feel okay about that. Yes, I love it because you do get pressured in your 20s like, oh, you're going to have to grow up. You're going to have to be an adult. It's time to be an adult. And it's there is no right time to be an adult. It really is life circumstances, things that happen. Sometimes uh, life doesn't force you to go into some adult responsibility until later on in life. Sometimes it's way mm -hmm. earlier in Exactly. Exactly. And if you ask me, I would not pick to be an adult. I like some <laughs> aspects of adulting and being an adult. But overall, if like I had a choice, I would not pick to be an adult. I would probably stay like 16, 17, and then maybe like 25. Like, yes, I had adult things happening at 25, but it wasn't as crazy as like what you're saying of 31, 32 now. <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like that 25 was just a sweet, 24, 25 was like a sweet spot. I yeah. was like hanging out, but I was like, I also have bills to pay too. Yes. Also working a job, but it wasn't like, like so serious. <laughs> it wasn't that serious yet. Exactly. I completely agree with you. And so our listeners heard your bio. They know a little bit about you, but I found you somewhere on social media with your brand and your business. So we'll definitely talk a little bit about that um, and tell them about your college experience and how that led into you starting the business. Oh, yeah. So I um I went to Virginia Commonwealth University, um, studied advertising, have an advertising degree mm -hmm. with the minor in African-American studies in business, which is like who I am <laughs> but uh, that I so because I have like a business minor I was taking a lot of business classes and I'm just learning things about starting a business and running a business and I remember one of my professors being like hey like you're an artist you already are doing like logos and t-shirt designs have you ever thought about like 
making that a business, like actually creating a business from it. And I was like, no, but wait a minute. And you know, how can I do that? Because I was doing t-shirt designs for organizations on Mm -hmm. campus, flyer designs for like events they were having on campus. So I was already doing that. But I wouldn't say it was a business. It was just like, oh, Adrian knows how to design. Ask her. She knows the draw. Ask yeah. her to do it. Um, but my junior year, I did. I actually registered my business my junior year, um, Art and Ambition Studios. It actually has, the name has never changed. That is like the big company I registered. Okay. And I decided that I wanted to build brands under that okay. company. So Addy while the brand is actually under Art and Ambition Studios, which is okay. like my actual company itself gotcha and so what did you go to school to do originally um I I I wanted to be a designer so when I was in college which is 10 years ago which doesn't feel like a long time but it does same for me it is crazy yes 10 years as well so much has changed like because when I started college there was no social media like content creating or anything like we exactly people are not creating content on social media so I wanted to get into print because I wanted to do print ads I wanted to be the person helping with making the billboards help making the print ads and magazines also getting into copywriting when it comes to um like print ads and also radio spots like that's yeah. what I wanted to do um be creative with writing and actually designing um I learned everything about branding as far as creating logos but then we were learning about logos brochures business cards it wasn't like yeah um, social media posts and things like that at all um so that's why I knew I wanted to be in that field um I went into it wanting to work for an advertising agency um I just never worked for an advertising agency got it. <laughs> just didn't got it because then your business came about and you're doing big things you're in target um yeah. that is amazing and when you were going through your process of starting your business and doing everything, how did you balance like taking care of yourself, being a person? Um, and right now, is it mostly still just you managing your business? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it is still me managing my business. I have multiple different assistants. So okay. like customer service, answering questions, um, researching but um, because I am the artist and designer, mm-hmm. I, I yep. am like at the head exactly. of the table. Um, when I first started, I was horrible with taking care of myself. I started, I think it's not as much now as before, but like, like 10 years ago or so, it was this no sleep type of movement that went on. Mm-hmm. Like, no sleep, you know, grind every day, 24-7, keep going. I think for sure now... In the entrepreneurial world, we have all collectively said, hey, let's stop doing that. <laughs> let's take care yeah. of ourselves. The health matters. So when I first started, it was just like work, 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 work. Um, unfortunately, I was the friend who didn't go on like a lot of trips because it was like, I have my actual job. And yeah. if I'm not working my job, I'm creating for the business. Mm-hmm. So I didn't use my free time to take trips and hang out late. Um, even when I was like in college still, it was work. I had an internship. I was doing yeah. different parts. And then I'm also creating too. And I put that at the, the front focus. I wasn't caring about like taking care of myself mentally, living in the moment or any of those things. Um, that is not me now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You frequently take breaks. I see when you post, you're like, we're closed. We're like, get your orders in before this date because we will be closed. Yes. Yes. Now I am. I am. Pro take a break 
I am, it started, um, unfortunately it started from something bad happening. I lost yeah. my brother in 2020. Okay. I'm and, sorry to hear that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's still, and I'm still grieving from it. Um, but I, when I happened, I honestly didn't get a chance to fully grieve because it was right around, um, what's the season called? Like Christmas holiday season, yeah. November, December, everything. So it was like full force. People are shopping like crazy. I didn't want to shut the shop down because one, I, of money, of course, making money. Yes. Two, it's the case where I know people love my products and they love giving my products as gifts. So I made the decision to stay open. Um, but once January came, I closed down for a month. And when I did that, that was my first time like ever shutting down, like really saying, I'm not taking any orders. And at that moment, I was like, oh, I need to do this more. Like, yeah. I, I need to do this more. I'm, I'm sorry this moment made me realize I need to do this. But yeah. now I, I need to shut down sometimes, yeah. pause, and just like focus on whatever else not business related. So now I actually schedule these things yeah. in my life my business to stop and take a break and pause and now just focus on whatever I want to do that's not related to the business yeah and it, it sucks because I feel like in life it's always that like something traumatic has to happen to make you pause or something like health-wise or you're burnt out and people have tried to switch uh, sorry switch gears to do what you're saying of like plan the breaks but it's still so hard because you're like what if this what if that like I want to do this I want to do that but once you get into the routine and you actually say no to people or you're advertising and like I see you do that we're going to go on break this time we're going to go on break that time this is when things reopen that definitely helps you have a smoother process as you transition into your breaks yeah yeah, planning it is the way I would suggest. I mean, if you have to do it, you know, last minute, right there, do it as well. Don't don't yeah, make yourself not. Yeah. It. Um, but planning it in advance, like I plan it in advance, where I'm like, this is the time of the year I know it's going to be slow, so I can do it that time anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's going to be slow, and like I said, putting it out there and being transparent with people who shot with you, I have always gotten good responses from it. No yeah. one has ever been about it no one's ever like oh why are you closing um I've never lost business meaning when I close and reopen it's the same and I think that's sometimes what people are scared of if I close down if I go away from social media if I take a break if I'm not in their face all the time when I do reopen they're going to forget about me and mm -hmm. if, you, if you build a community around your brand whatever it is whether it's product or service based they're not like when you okay, return yeah. it's going to be like Hey, welcome. I'm, I'm glad you're back. <laughs> and I love you said that. And I like took a note of it. I'm going to just repeat it because I think, I mean, I struggle with this myself, just with my business, the adults and queen. And I just know that tons of people um do because when it's just mainly you running something and you're really passionate and you want it to keep going, you don't stop. So you said that you've never lost a business if you close and reopen, which I think is why people don't want to take a break because they think they're missing out on something. But if you get burnt out or you're just not happy or you're not in that creative stride anymore, you're not going to be doing your business a service either because you're just going, going, going. Yep. I don't like, I, I know when I'm feeling that burnout, it's like, I don't even know what's going on anymore. I'm doing things wrong. I'm missing meetings. It's like, I have to take a breakdown. Like I, yeah. I need a break. Um, and I think that, um, and, Maybe I can also say I'm privileged and blessed to have just 
people, the supporters I have for my brand who really yeah. do love me and who, like I said, who I've never been negative about it, who will send me an email while I'm on break and be like, I hope you're doing good. Please take care of yourself. So I am appreciative of that. And I know everyone may not have that. So that yeah. may be a fear of, of stopping because they don't have that. But I guess that's also part of like, strive for that in your business. Strive for supporters who do appreciate you as a person and as a business yeah. owner too. So that when you need to stop, they're understanding of it. Yeah, I like that too. I think the way of businesses has just like shifted how we view them. Like I think that our generation is very connected to like the person who is the brand, like who are the people behind it and what are their values versus just thinking about it as like, this is just a place I like to shop. Like we want meaning behind it. We want people who are relatable. We want people that care. We don't really like the big corporations anymore. Like Target's <laughs> never going out of style and your brand's in there. So Target's going to stay open but it's like you're not seeing people go to malls too much you're not seeing people go to like the big department stores and that's why they're kind of not sustaining because there's not really a message behind them and they honestly probably weren't even created to have such a message that's really impactful but small businesses are and that's why people are gravitating towards them more and seeing how the economy has been playing out and where people want to put their money they're making sure that it's valuable to them yeah, they want to spend it with a a person. Um, and, I, and I'll even go with, as far as to say, you can still um, be it. Like I am the person behind my brand without being like too much in the forefront. Yeah, um, I think when people hear that, they think, well, that means I got to tell my life story. I got to tell them everything that I'm doing. They need to know no. who I'm in a relationship with. And it's like, you act, I actually am very private. <laughs> it's, it's like weird. Like I'm extremely private while also my support is feeling extremely connected to me mm-hmm. um, because of the work I put out, how I put my work out, how, how I talk about my work when I do yeah. talk about it. Um, but it's not in a way where it's like, you know, where I live and where I work yeah, and yeah, what yeah. I eat for breakfast or anything <laughs> like that. And I would say for me, I feel like I like kind of started shifting away from so many personal details only because it started growing more and I am meeting more strangers versus like it started (laughs) with just my friends and family. So now I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to post everything the second I'm there. I'm not really posting my family. I'm not posting like personal stuff that's identifiable. I mean, again, the internet is a crazy place and people can pretty much find out whatever they want, but I'm trying my best also not to put as many things out um, like that. And if somebody's like an influencer or a vlogger or whatever like that, that works for them. But I think um, of whatever your type of business is, it doesn't need to be what your focus is at all. Yeah, that's that that is one thing. It doesn't have to be. It can be. But some people think like they absolutely have to mix no. their personal life. You don't. No, yeah. not at all. And for your business, because you are doing very well in it. Um, Like I said, I'm just reiterating because I love just recognizing people for the work they're doing of like all the things that I've seen you put out before I even purchased with you or was reaching out to you about being on the podcast. But what was like the moment for you that you're like, wow, this is really like taking off and growing and um, it is bigger than what you might have thought it was going to be? Um, okay, So two, I would say two things. Um, the first thing was actually not directly related to my brand, but me as an artist, is when I worked with Adidas. And that was in- Okay, Adidas. 
it's so it's not my brand attached to it because they actually hired me directly um as an artist yeah they did this campaign um it's a campaign they I don't know if they still do it but it's like a representation of the 50 states the United States and you hand paint a sneaker so I actually hand they sent me a whole bunch of sneakers because I had to do some trial and error um hand painted the sneaker and they auctioned it off and they auctioned that so when that happened in 2017 um again like that's even thinking about that like that was so long ago when I think about it um they felt me I don't I'm gonna be honest I don't even know I I wish I could go back and maybe ask someone because it might have been from social media it may have been from social media but they didn't reach out through social media which which is why I can't say 100% it was that they emailed it was like an actual email. I was like, this is not real. Like, y'all want me to do an Adidas campaign? Like, how did y'all even find me? <laughs> um, that would that was the first, like, okay, all right now, you know, this is going somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, Target was definitely the this, which is more recent. Yeah. But that was the also reached out to me via email. Okay, um, people are seeking yeah. you out. We love that reached out to me via email um I know a lot of people asked me asked me about Target and I looked like I didn't apply I wasn't part of like their they have like a accelerator program and I was not part of that they actually reached out um one of the buyers for for Target reached out and having a company reach out to you meaning like we know your work we've seen your products before it's like y'all did your research you know like you've done your research um that's a confident boot like that is a confident boost that words can't explain because it's like I've worked so hard on keeping my business in the in the front the forefront of the world I also keep it in the positive light um I am very big on like I don't I'm not having conversations with customers on social media we're not talking about your order in the comments we're not arguing about something back and forth like I handle everything professionally mm-hmm. and it pays off um because when they go and like just google your your name of your brand all of that stuff is going to pop up yeah so targeted their research they basically was like we've already looked into your brand and we was like it's it wasn't a question of like do we want you to be a brand it's like we know we want you to yeah. be a brand and that was just like okay I'm, this is really real like it was already <laughs> real but it was like Okay. You didn't yeah, know, like... no, that was really cool. And how did you feel like you learned those skills of professionalism and how to handle certain situations that aren't always the most positive when it comes to dealing with um people and them having um not a negative experience, but having a um I don't want to say bad either. Just they have feedback or they're coming to you because something was wrong with their order and you mentioned you've always stayed professional. So how did you learn that? Um well, I think it's just actually who I am as okay. a person. Um, I'm I'm not a confrontational person, but I am a person who's big on accepting feedback. Like I don't feel like feedback is you bashing me yeah, or anything. I agree. Um, and at the end of the day, I want my my company to grow, and in order to grow, you have to accept feedback. Like as much as you may not want to hear it, that person represents someone else who may be buying yeah. from you. So if they say, hey, this quality sucks, someone else is probably seeing the same thing and just hasn't said it yet. So as much as you can be like, oh, whatever, it's not whatever. It still needs to be taken into consideration. Yeah. Um, I I think also because I implement the feedback, 
is why my customers continue to come back. I, I've had people say, hey, I had, I've mentioned to um, her before that I would love to see some more bookmarks. And then like a year later, she added more bookmarks. I'm like, yeah, because I actually listened to what yes, you guys are saying. Exactly. I'm listening. I'm writing them down. I can't do it today. I can't yeah. do it next month, maybe. Yeah. But I'm writing down to implement that feedback later on. Um, and then also, honestly, sitting back and seeing some people ruin their business by being negative and thinking that that mindset of like, if people are talking, even if it's bad, it's still good business. And it's like, no, no. it's not. It's, no. it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um no not at all I, yeah it's like okay people now know the name of your company but they know it in a negative light they don't know it they know like oh she has bad customer service oh she's this so she's nasty not in a positive way not in a way they want to support yeah. so um I don't believe in that I don't believe in what is it uh any press or bad press is still no I don't yeah believe yeah no I definitely agree with that as well and I um, want to reiterate that feedback isn't bad. And I hate that people think if somebody's giving you feedback or telling you some type of advice that it's automatically taken negatively. It's just that we don't learn how to receive feedback. We always are receiving like positive compliments or we're bringing ourselves down with like negative self-talk or something. But if somebody else says it to you, you're like, oh my God, like the world's over. Like, this is horrible. Like, I don't want to hear that. And then you're not really making any progress because you kind of get yourself in like a worse situation thinking that all feedback is bad. And then the next time somebody gives you feedback, it's the same cycle over and over again. Yep. I think that's why I actually think that any business owner should definitely do like a pitch competition hmm. or artists doing like jewelry or um, where you get like your artwork judged. I think that yeah. is necessary because it does teaches you um, a constructive criticism and how to accept feedback because yeah. in those places you're learning these are people who are experts in their field professionals and it may feel a little bit better coming from someone sometimes people, people get feedback from someone who's like not doing the same thing as them they kind of feel like well who are you to give feedback which I understand to an extent but it's still could be impactful to your business. Yeah. And because your customers and the people that gravitate towards your business might not always be the people you think it will be. And putting your <laughs> work and doing things in front of different types of people gauges how do different types of people react to what it is that they're seeing. So that helps you inform how do you want your business to continue operating. If you're okay with the customers that you already have try to target that population. But if you see that people are gaining interest because of whatever event you went in front of, that helps you a lot. Yep. Yeah, going to for me, the um different vending events that I've done, that helps me see like what products people like. But because I make all the products myself, like there are very few that I'll just like bulk order. Most of it I'm making. People will give the feedback. And like you said, I'm like, yes, I hear you, but I am yeah. one person and I'm trying to make the things that are like most efficient and time um crunch and time efficient for me. And so, yes, you said you'd like to see padfolios, but I am not a padfolio factory. <laughs> so I cannot make those, but I can make some more wine glasses for you. So I have appreciated those events though, because I hear the feedback, but also get to interact with different types of people. When um, I started, I was mostly like just on my Zoom events or um, online things for speaking engagements, not so much in front of people. So with feedback, 
it's helped a lot to be in front of different types of people at different types of events, seeing what it is that they are engaging with. Yep. Yeah. Events are a great way to get like that hands-on feedback as well. Yeah. And switching gears a little bit, but not too much because if you're not a business owner, this still, I feel like is applicable to what you're saying because the like principles is what I'm hearing is that you just were like working hard. You were going through grief. Like you're still trying to manage and balance your life while still working because we have to work to just make it here. But how do you feel like you um learn to be an adult or who has helped you along your adulting journey? Um, I I will say my parents. Um, my parents are, are thankfully the ones that I can come to to ask any question, and it's not a stupid question. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's about like, hey, insurance, like I don't know, what do I need? That's what the top I- thing. <laughs> when I got the first job, I'm like, Dad, Mom, hello, please help me. Which one am I clicking off? What is a beneficiary? What is my tax bracket thing? It's crazy. Yeah, and it's it's I'm I'm glad I had my parents who were okay with it. They they didn't go about it like, oh, you should already know. Mm-hmm. Um I know some, some adults, some people who are older than you just assume that you're just supposed to know these things. And it's like, uh, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> so they they have been very involved in my life from a from a distance, not from a distance, but more so they let me do everything, mm-hmm. but they're there to if I fall and they're yep. there to give me the help if I need it, if I come to them. They, my parents actually are not the parents that insert themselves mm-hmm. in my life and just tell me what to do. But the moment I come and ask, it's like, hey, here's here, here's here, step by step. I can yeah. give it to you. But they do prefer to kind of like watch me, you know, let's, let's see if she's going to do it on her own if she walks she yeah. walks if she falls you know I'm here to pick her up type of thing yeah so. I feel like my mom she like um she doesn't insert that's not the word but she is like hands-on and my dad is laid back and my dad very much is like what you're saying with your parents of like I'll just wait until she comes around to ask help but he also will like keep asking questions as if he wants to help but he's waiting for me to say like no I need help and I just have a hard time with saying I need help so it's like a bad battle back and forth because he'll be like (laughs) In his back of his mind, like, I know you probably need help, but you're not saying anything. And like, I'm asking you questions that aren't direct, but kind of like, should give you the hint, but I'm like, no. And then my mom is like, very direct of like, she's like, do you need help? What is going on? Like, let me know what's happening. So I have a very balanced parent um, situation. No, my parents are um, the same. My dad's is the I love how my dad teaches me things. He like, he's the hands-on one. It's like, come here, let me show you. Like, let mm-hmm. me, let me, oh, how, dad, how can I get the money to transfer to my IRA? Here, let me show you. My, like, I'm going to pull up my bank account. And I'm going to show you step by step. I'm like, thank you. Instead of just trying to like explain it to me and think I'm supposed to know what you're talking about. So, yeah. Cause we don't know what they're talking about because <laughs> we've never had to do this. And one thing I don't like about like HR um, or whoever's like running certain things in jobs, when you ask them questions, they just tell you like, oh, well, you have to make the best decision for yourself. And you're like, I don't know. Like I've never done this before. <laughs> and even if you go to a new job, you're still kind of confused because they have different policies and stuff. It just... We need help. We need help. Yeah. There should definitely be a person that's like, I'm not saying adv- advise me, but kind of advise me, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. Because I have asked like the HR people and like, they just would say like, no, we can't tell you. And I'm like, 
But can you again advise me? Like, I'm not saying tell me what to pick. Just explain what does this mean? Like these three options here, what does each of them mean? Because there's a Roth RA, 401k, some people have 403bs. Then you have like your flexible spending. I'm like, I don't, what is this? I genuinely like, I mean, I have a better idea now, but I definitely have to go to Google to be like, what is this? What is that? Which ones are we doing? Right. Yeah. It has and, to be. Yes. And a big part too of just your business and what you put out for your brand and for yourself, because you said you feel like your brand and business is reflective of who you are and what your values are. So what are your favorite ways to practice self-care as you still manage your business, going through grief? Uh, reading. Reading is one of the big ones. I'm a big reader. Um, journaling. I am also, I am a person who journals maybe two times a day. Um, I have journals for like different topics. I, I create these journals as well. So before I create a product, mm -hmm. I actually kind of like taste, uh, I would say taste tested, test it out <laughs> myself. <laughs> test it out myself. So um, I do like, I have like a prayer journal. I have like my regular, just kind of write whatever you want journal. I have a grief journal. I have a gratitude journal. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm with like maybe in a day I might have to journal twice um I go to yoga I am person who goes to yoga weekly that is definitely another way that I give back to myself mm -hmm. um, and then taking breaks taking breaks is really a big part of self-care because I am a true break taker meaning I don't even know what Adderall is when I'm on break. I'm just like, what are you talking That's about? Me. Yeah, so when I will take off work or have PTO, I'm like, I don't have a job when I'm off. Like, I don't even know what that is. And I've never even really met anybody else that's like said it that way because people will look at me like crazy. I'm like, I don't have a job when I'm off work. And they're like, what? Like, you're still at work? I was like, no, if I'm off, like, I don't even have a job. You know, people will, I, people will be like, well, what, you know, you have those, I don't know what cards you're talking about. I don't know what journals you're talking don't even about. Talk to me <laughs> about it. You're going to have to catch me on that Monday when I return, because right now I'm just Adrian living my life. Um, and I stand by that. And I have a, everyone in my friend groups and family group knows I like stand firm on that. I will literally not ignore you, but I will be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Please yes. don't bring it up. <laughs> And when did you go full-time with Addie Rar? 2018. Okay. So that's still a pretty long time ago. Like I know you said 2017 was Adidas and then 2018 you went full-time. What um field were you working in before? I was a technician for T-Mobile. So random. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. So you were doing that and then like you said, working on your business and then eventually you were like, I'm just going to do the business and that has been what you're doing. Yes. And that has been... 100% my fault because my business also um, is so much more than like this standalone business. Like I, I have wholesale, I have target mm -hmm. partners, I also design for other people. It's mm -hmm. so many things where it's like, it can just be by itself. Yeah. I don't need um, a job with it. Yeah. So. And that is a blessing. That's what we're trying to get the adults and queens to. Everybody speak into existence. We're doing pretty good. We are. But it's still just, um, as you know, which again, I've used and gone on your resources that you have for entrepreneurs about funding and like different um, opportunities. And I've actually modeled your wholesale sheet because I was like, I know she has one on here. Let me see what it looks oh. like. So I did. Um, and that's probably the biggest um, thing for me is the funding and sustaining it because you have like the lulls and the highs 
of your business but it's like we always not always need to be on a high we just need the highs to be high enough that when I'm in the lull it's like okay we're still fine yeah take advantage of of I'm a big planner so I have like a schedule of like I know where the peak seasons are I know when the seasons are eh, it ain't gonna be much going on Mm -hmm. so when it's peak then I'm taking advantage of that peak season. Like we need to be hitting triple. So when we have the low months, it's like, okay, we can just kind of cruise. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And is there anything else that you want our listeners to know before we close out? Anything about you, your business, something you want to promote? No, I don't have anything. So I'm actually like wrapping up, closing a little bit for the summer. Um, I will be back. It's, 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 not closing forever it is a closing for I can enjoy my summer you know we have love a summer that for break. you <laughs> have a summer break but I will be back um back open with some new stuff with restocking of the um old products mm-hmm. and I know people ask about Target currently Target is like sold out everything at wall right now because you're booked and busy they love your stuff <laughs> um I plan on restocking that so it should be restocked in the next couple weeks or so okay well, thank you again so much for being on Sip and Sunday the podcast. I'm like fangirl. Like I know you're a regular person, but I'm just so excited because people um that I know have shopped with you as well are going to look forward to this. And I'm just excited that you have the time to be on here and share your wisdom from your journey of being an entrepreneur and your business, but also just again your life and adulting journey. Yes, thank you for having me, Amber. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode with Adrian. You can find her on Instagram at AddieRawr, A-D-D-I-E-R-A-W-R, and on TikTok, it's AddieRawr. Her website is www.addieRawr.com. Right now, she is taking a break, but when she's back, make sure you support her. Also, make sure you take your own breaks and you rest. You cannot pour from an empty cup. Some simple ways to implement self-care this week are taking a walk, meditating, drinking water, lowering your screen time, or using my 10 journal prompts for adulting to get all of those thoughts out of your mind. You can find the journal prompts and more on my Patreon. Shout out to the AQ fans on my Patreon already, Sean, Sixto, Lauren, Tamara, and Julia. If you want to become an AQ fan, head to my Patreon and you can support for as low as $5 a month. The song for this week is Borderline and Ode to Self-Care by Solange. Baby, I know you're tired. No, I'm tired. Let's take it off tonight. Break it up tonight. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Sip and Sunday. If you enjoyed this episode, like, subscribe, follow, and leave a review on Anchor, Spotify, or Apple. Tag The Adult and Queen on all social media platforms with the hashtag AQSipAndSunday. Sunday.